2: Hey Siri, where can I find a woman like that? This week on the Story Song Podcast. Now hear Everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan Mackinern.
1: I'm Rachel Oaks, and I'm Michael
0: Gazelle.
2: Every episode, we walk you through a story song, and this week we're doing Jesse's Girl mm-hmm. by Rick Springfield. And uh, the story, the story of the song, is pretty simple. A tale as old as time. Uh, Rick has got a friend whose name is Jesse. Jesse has a girl. Rick wants the girl he's thinking a lot about it and he doesn't quite understand why he you know she doesn't want him Yeah, because he's like he's funny he's cool I and mean, he's on of, a soap opera of course he's cool he's Rick Springfield <laughs> so and that's it and he's just basically obsessed with this girl mm-hmm, which is like mm-hmm. kind of weird so like yeah. that's that's the story and what I'm saying is like Rick get over it dude it's, <laughs> it's weird find man.
1: somebody else you're Rick Springfield for your yeah. sake
2: yeah yeah yeah. a friend
1: a good friend of mine.
3: But lately something's changed, it ain't hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl and I wanna make a
1: mine. And she's watching him with those eyes. And she's loving with that body, I just know it. And he's holding her in his arms late
0: late at night. You know I wish that I had just seen
2: So to dive right into it, um, I'm gonna say this right at the top. Mm-hmm. My overall premise of this song is that Rick Springfield, the character in the song, not sure, the actual person, sure. the Rick in this song, he's a great A creep. Um, <laughs> all right, and he's probably some some level of like a narcissist and possibly even a sociopath. And okay. I'm going to explain to you. Oh, all right. Great. I'm going to explain to you point. why. Okay. I'm going to explain to you why. Okay. You're going
1: to lay it out right out right up front.
2: Right up front. Okay. This is this is this right. is and this has always been my theory on this song. Okay. Because there's a couple of things. So the song starts, right? Jesse is a friend. He's been a good friend of mine. But lately, something's changed. It's hard to define. Jesse's got himself a girl, and I want to make him mine. Now.
1: Well, I, I want to say one thing real quick. Th- this is definitely the point where he, they have a third friend. Right. And he goes, listen, you know I love Jesse. <laughs> He's great. I love, love Jesse. He's yeah. great. We hang out all the time. You know, I let him use my guitar when I'm not using it. Right. Love Jesse. Is mean, he seem, seem different now? Yeah. I don't want to say anything. Like, is something seem like, weird? It seems. I mean, it's different, right? It, it, right. You feel
2: it too, right? It's changed. Yeah. It's yeah. changed.
1: And George is like, well, we can hang out. No, 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 that's <laughs> no. That's not no, what I'm no, saying, no, no, George. No, no. That's not my point. That's not my point. No, no, no. George, no. you gotta
2: understand. George. Jesse's way cooler than you are. <laughs> George, look. You, I I don't want this to be weird. You know, you're a friend-in-law, right? <laughs> like, we can't hang out without Jesse. Yeah. Like, when it's <laughs> the three of us. And it's that girl, great. that's fine. But like you and I are not.
1: It's that's not gonna happen. Gonna
2: hang man. out. That's not gonna happen. Be, like we have a mutual friend. We have a mutual yeah. friend. We We're mutual friends, friends. friends through Jesse. We're friendly Lee. Yes. Yeah. We're friendly Lee, but yeah. no. We're yeah. definitely not going to. Yeah. How, many, how many Christmas cards you gotten from you? <laughs> <laughs> what think does that tell you? Think about that Come on, for George. a second. Come on. So it starts out, Rick is talking about himself. Mm-hmm. Right? Trying to convince himself that he and Jesse are really good friends. Like, like I know, I know, I know Jesse's a good friend of mine. Like I'm, I'm right, he's a good friend of mine, I'm pretty sure. And then he says, I want to make her mine. Now, notice the phrasing here. Not like I want to be with her, not like I'm in love I with her. I wish
0: she was mine.
2: I want to make her mine. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. Actually, it's a lot weird. Here's what I'm gonna say. Guess the guess what we never learned in this song.
1: The girl's name. Her yeah. name. No. Okay. Because Jesse's
2: never says it.
1: Mm-hmm. Now he's you would he's too think. shy. He can't ask it.
2: <laughs> he doesn't know <laughs> it's it. It's
1: gotten to that point. It's that point <laughs> it's where too late. like you, it's too, it's too late. late. You you know you you when you start a new job yep. and then you're three weeks in and you're yeah, like oh crap I, I do not know that person's name really they like know guess. mine yeah oh
0: and
2: uh, hey like you. you
1: that's when you're like you know Jesse's deskmate <laughs> you know? oh Jesse's deskmate yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: there was nothing there's actually nothing worse so than when you you start a new job mm-hmm. and then your boss or whoever is just like hey can you go get Toby and you're like oh god oh god I don't know which one's Toby Yeah, Uh, there's three dudes back there. Which one is Toby? It's the worst. And then you just have to walk over and just be like, "Hey, uh, Toby, the boss is looking for Toby, Toby," and just hope that like, or like ask them like, "Have you seen Toby?" And just pray to
1: (laughs) God that they're not Toby. (laughs) Oh my God, that's when you just look up. Listen, I've worked with I work with kids a lot, and when a parent comes, they're like, "I need to, I need to pick up, uh, you know, Lucy," and I'm like, "Uh huh, yep. Oh, Lucy's great, by the way." (laughs) That's when you walk into the classroom and you just look up and you go. Lucy? Yeah. And somebody looks up and you go, Your mom's here. <laughs> uh, Thank God. And nobody looks up. You just look at the teacher and you go, Lucy here today? Yeah, she. It's Lucy. Lucy here. Is Lucy here? You got Lucy today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I do not know what Lucy looks like.
2: <laughs> and that's the teacher goes, Lucy died on this very day 10 years ago. <laughs> and you turn around and the mom's a ghost. And you're
1: like, I got ghosted again. Damn not it. Not again. Oh, oh. Oh. I got to stop working at this ghost school. <laughs> Oh, man. oh uh, man. It's really
2: my fault. What do you think? About it.
1: Jeez, Louise. I keep falling for it.
0: Nope, the school disappeared again.
1: <laughs> oh, great. This is the burnt down CBS. <laughs> God.
0: And I'm at a haunted amusement park. Oh, this keeps happening.
1: Oh, my Lord. And uh, it's four in the morning. Jeez, where's the time gone? Uh, every God.
2: Halloween. I feel like. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm wasting my degree from ghost College. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. <laughs> anyway, so Jesse doesn't care about what this girl's name is. He does I mean, not uh, care. I mean, Rick doesn't Rick care does about this care. girl's name Rick is. doesn't
2: care. And he, you know, it's it's all about possession, mm-hmm. right? It's I want sure. to make her mine. And she's watching him with those eyes. I mean, what else would she be using to, to watch somebody but, but those yeah. eyes? Yeah, but you still need to use her eyes. And she's loving them. glasses. <laughs> She's. She still would need to use her eyes. I don't. Do I have to explain to you how know, eyes work? That like if binoculars could. enhance the eyes, right. Michael. But they're still. You're still using the eyes.
0: I feel like he's looking at her with binoculars. Maybe oh, like definitely from, without, from afar. Without well, well the next
2: line is. She's loving him with that body. Yeah, that body, body. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is a big weird favor. Thing.
1: Never do that again. <laughs> I ask as a late Christmas gift.
2: do like That is a promise uh, I can keep.
0: Uh, but what, what I love is the next line where she says uh, she's loving with that body. I just, I know, just, it. I just know it. He is obsessing over he's this. He's
1: picturing it in his mind too much. He's sketching about it.
2: Yeah. But just like be like, I know it. I know that when they have sex, she uses her own body. I'm sure <laughs> of it. It has to be. And he's holding her in her arms or holding her in his arms late, late at night.
1: He knows this on yeah, account I mean, of all of the nanny, he yeah, the nanny his cams
2: he has. Yeah, all the nanny cams, the binoculars. The... He's at the window. Yeah. You know, I wish that I had Jesse's girl. Where can I find a woman like that? I don't know anywhere, Rick. Like, look around. We don't know anything about Again, this girl. you're
1: Rick Springfield.
2: You're Rick freaking
1: Springfield. He's probably saying this to one of his other girlfriends. <laughs> and she likes Rick. This is how oh, this happens. Oh, wait a minute.
2: Yeah. You think he's looking for a harem? Is that what you're saying? That no, he just wants- No. Oh. no um,
1: Dan, what I am saying is- Not a
2: girlfriend. A friend, a who, is friend a
1: who is a girl. A friend who is a girl. Okay, okay, okay. And it's like it's like uh I guess it's like not not like nobody's in uh in West Side Story, because she doesn't really care. But uh <laughs> she, But you know, he's just he's like she's funny, right. she's like real sweet, she's she's got a body and yeah. eyes.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, <laughs> she all she likes the being stuff. held in people's arms. <laughs> um, all the
2: stuff you want in a woman. Eppenine, she's find... Eponine.
1: Yes, thank you. Yep. Yep. Where am I gonna find a woman like that? And she's, she's oh like, my god, Jesse's girl's right name Cosette. <gasps> there we go. This is all lame is this is great on my own is the follow-up to the <laughs> song. Uh yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. He's he's like, I don't know where I'm gonna find a girl like that. And she's like, I'm, I'm here.
2: I'm literally <laughs> right <laughs> here. Right here. You don't even have to look at this bench. You don't even know that girl's name. Yeah. Like, yeah. and you know my name? It's Ebony. What was it? <laughs> <Eponine? Sorry. laughs> Ebony?
1: Ebony. <laughs> Ebony. Yep, Sorry. that classic famous character, <laughs> Ebony.
2: Uh, and her, she and Ivory are living in yeah, her yeah, department. A, you, you got there before I did. I was a half second oh, too late man. on the pickup. I'll play along with the charade.
3: That doesn't seem to be a reason to change. You know, I feel so dirty when they start talking cute. I want to tell her that I love her, but the point is probably moot. cause she's watching
2: it So then he says, I'll play along with the charade. What charade? What are you talking about? This is a one-sided charade. That's his own
0: personal charade. Yeah, it's
2: not like she, you know, it's not like they're in on something and they're they're keeping it from Jesse or whatever. There's only there's you can't hold on. In order to have a charade, you got to have more than one person, and that is an ironclad rule that I'm going to stick to. Okay, that's the way I was raised, (laughs) and that's the way I'm raising my children. Okay. You cannot, you have to have more than one person involved if it, if it's a charade. Because
1: if you just say if you just hold up two fingers into the into nowhere yeah. and say sounds like <laughs> nobody's responding. No, no. Nobody you're making no, the old time movie cameras. <laughs> a book and and nobody's gonna groan if you go if you make the book thing nobody's gonna go oh god it's a book ah, it's a book <laughs> oh my god last book I read uh-huh. was Kill a Mockingbird in seventh grade. The question is this when he says
0: charade. <laughs> There's no one to scream the answer <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm not the I'll
2: scream know. it on the western front. Uh, uh, I just love oh the idea of someone God. being annoyed that it's a book. Oh, book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Standing there in an empty field making fake curtains as if it was a play.
2: <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. God.
1: <laughs> no one. No Ah, oh, Fine, whatever. Okay. Oh, my God. Is anybody out there? But I guess I'll play along because I tore these pieces of paper. into my <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh man. Fine. Well it was
2: Anchorman, <laughs> if anyone cares.
1: <laughs> Nobody does. Great. Great. Oh my god. But my question is this What is the charade he's talking about? Is he talking about their relationship that he sees it as just a charade? Like, oh, I'll play along with oh. this. They're dating. They've been dating for three years, but I'll play along with it. Right. Or <laughs> or is the charade that he's just putting on a front, like ha ha ha, hey guys, you're oh, all I, great. I what thought, side?
2: Well, I thought you were going to say there's a third one, there's third possibility that? because if you're because it is possible that he's thinking that Jesse and the girlfriend, this is a charade. They're not really in love because okay. she should be with him. Or I thought you were going to say that his friendship with Jesse is a charade
1: Oh. that he's just holding on to this
2: friendship to stay near the girl
1: Ooh.
2: and hope to what? steal oh, her that's away. So yeah,
0: that is, I, yeah, I was yeah thinking, that's real mean. I was thinking like it's a charade that he's okay with. All of this. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yours is much more sinister. I like Uh, that one. Thank you.
1: Yeah, or (laughs) is the fourth one that he'll play along with the charade that that she's actually likes him because she really likes Jess really likes Rick.
0: Right.
2: Do you
1: know what I mean? So is that the fourth? The fourth charade. Yeah, I guess the charades so. all, <laughs> all right,
2: Real
0: quick, someone think of a fifth charade. Uh,
2: um, so two syllables. Uh, so he'll play along with the charade. Doesn't seem to be a reason to change. You know, I feel so dirty when they start talking cute. I want to tell her that I love her, but the point is probably moot. Best line in any song. Yes, except he anywhere. does not know what the word moot means. That's not what that means. Is but, that not what that means? Well, what I think, does it mean? I think moot means like. Well, I mean, I guess it sort of works, but it, like it means like. There's no point in in like um, I don't know
1: arguing situation. What's arguing- a good
2: example? Like being a thing where it's like it's a oh, moot I- argument. Well, uh, the mute, mood like oh, I was gonna paint the kitchen, but the house burned down, so now it's mood like who there's no kitchen well, to right. paint. Where this is, I mean, he could tell her that he loves her, but I guess he's just saying like, well, she's in love with him, so it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah.
1: that works. Now let me tell you something. Their
0: their relationship is the equivalent of the house burning.
1: I think down. it's still right, right,
2: right. I think it's still slightly wrong though, because usually, at when you say "mood," it means like you're past the point where you could even do anything anymore about it. Where he could still tell her that he loves her, but well, I'm just yeah. But I I think I'm being pedantic, but I'm just saying right. the, it's not exactly the right. It's
0: not, but he 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 is past that point because she's in love with his yeah, good not, friend. They're not married. I mean, they could, you know. No, so it's just
2: it's just a minor <laughs> obstacle for him. I'm right. just I'm just he could still do it. He doesn't it. have
1: the piece of paper. I mean,
2: all she's doing, for here's what we know about her. She looks at him with eyes <laughs> and opera glasses. She loves him with her body and uh she has a corporeal form that he can hold onto. <laughs> That's all we know.
1: Um I love this line. Yeah. However, this is my uh, sharpest hair in something red at yeah. moment. Okay. I always thought until much more recent than I would like to say. Yeah. I always thought it was, but the boy is probably mute. <laughs> really? Now, how that plays in. <laughs> the look of happiness on your face when you just heard that. Now, uh, how it works through everything, yeah. I don't know. But in my head, I was like, yeah, the boy's probably mute. <laughs> probably is. So he can't tell her? I guess. So he So when he says the boy, he's referring
2: speak. to himself.
1: I guess. Okay. I think that's what I Because I wanted to,
2: I wanted to like. Have you, like, you imagine, like you just drop the bomb, like, two-thirds away through the song. Oh, by the way, Jesse cannot speak. That, he is not, he has I not think spoke. in my head that's,
1: that's it, but the boy is probably mute. Yeah. So that would be mean Yeah. <laughs> to, like, take her from a mute boy. Yeah. But for so long, I was like, but the boy is probably mute. <laughs> and in my head, it made complete sense. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Uh-huh. But I, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a moot point anyway. Yeah, anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'd
0: like to think that this is the line around which the entire song was written. Okay. Uh-huh. Because I don't think the word moot has ever been used in any song anywhere ever.
1: Moot, zoot, riot. Yep.
0: <laughs> Except for that one. <laughs> so I think I'd like to think that Rick Springfield, who wrote this, had cute, yeah. rhyme with moot. He's uh-huh. like, how can I make that work? Uh, I write a song around <laughs> that. Oh,
1: man. Um, it does... It's
0: about somebody's girlfriend yeah. who...
1: Anyway, yeah. well, I am in love with my friend's girlfriend.
2: I feel like I could fit that one into this story. That. This might yeah, work. Yeah, that'll no, work. That'll work. work. Yeah. That'll work. It does land. Because that is like, it's a quick like falling down the staircase of like, the point is probably a moot. Yeah. yeah. And then like, it's like, it's great. Like it scans perfectly. Yeah, it's a great
0: yeah, he, line. He gets into the chorus just as you're saying to yourself as a listener, did he just say moot? <laughs> in a pop song? Huh.
1: And then somebody says, no, no, no. He said mute.
2: He said mute. <laughs> Rachel's in the back like it's mute guys <laughs> don't worry it was really awkward when we went to the Rick Springfield
1: concert <laughs> I was like I think you mean mute I Rick you mean uh, mute
2: excuse me Mr. Ricky Springfield Rick you did that wrong you mean mute <laughs> and I'm looking in the mirror all the time wondering what she don't see in
3: me I've been funny
2: And then uh, I'm looking in the mirror all the time, wondering what she don't see in me. I don't know. It
1: was like a taxi driver. (laughs) Uh,
2: Now, now here's here's where I think the real sociopathy comes out. Uh I've been funny. I've been cool with the lines. Ain't that the way love's supposed to be? Um, No, No. I don't think you know what love is, Rick. (laughs) You you just described a Catskill comedian, not... (laughs) Not being in love. I mean, certainly that, you know, a little bit of charm goes a long way in these situations, but no, that's, he's, I I think this is purely transactional.
1: Yeah, this is, I think, I think love is reciprocal there, Rick. I don't think you can just be funny and cool with the lines if she doesn't think they're funny or cool, and, or she can think that they're funny and she can think you're cool with the lines, but still not love you. Yeah. So stop looking in the mirror, you (laughs) creepazoid. Yeah. And uh, step away from the girl.
0: If you're staring at yourself in the mirror saying that your lines are cool and funny, Uh you're probably not being cool or funny. That's true. Like, if you have to tell yourself, like, hey, you did a great job being Mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Corey's cool. practicing the lines. He looks up. He's like, "Oh hey, Cosette!
0: <laughs> oh hey, Cosette! Hey, that was cool." He just that turns was... around the mirror. Oh, I didn't expect to see you here.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Hey, uh, working hard or hardly working? Yeah, that was good. That, <laughs> that one's, one's good. good. Write it down. That that good. Good. Write it down. That's That's good. Good. Write it down. Write down. That's good. Mm-hmm. Nailed mm-hmm. it. she'll be in love with me by Tuesday. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> this guy's a super weirdo. I'm sorry. He he he, he doesn't understand what human emotions are. Yeah. You know, Aww. he's just like he only he only understands the like superficial outer. Right. You know things of like, oh well, she giggles when he talks, so that that must be what it is. If I can just make her laugh harder, I then she like would anymore. she would fall in love with me. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, poor Rick Springfield. Yeah,
2: he'll
0: now be I feel fine. No, I feel bad for Rick Springfield.
2: Um, he turns out okay. And I think <laughs> the character <laughs>
0: Rick Springfield. <laughs> yeah. And I'll say this:
2: I think you know everything we've discussed. Never says the name. <laughs> like doesn't understand how human emotions work.
1: In conclusion. <laughs> in conclusion,
2: first of all, thanks for coming to my TED talk. Second of all. <laughs> I don't think Rick cares about this girl. Uh huh. I think she could be anybody. I think what he wants to do is he wants to steal away what Jesse has. Ooh. Interesting. He is jealous of Jesse. This could be anybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: dangerous liaison. Dangerous liaison. Did you?
2: Okay. Let's get to say. Did you have a stroke? What happened? <laughs> um, that's basically what happens <laughs> in dangerous liaisons. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I honestly think that's it because he never says her name. He's yeah. Jesse's girl. I don't. I don't like that my friend Jesse. It's all about Jesse. It's all about Jesse. Oh, okay. I mean, he says the name Jesse seven million times in this song. Never mentions her name. We don't really know much about her. He's just obsessed with Jesse, and he's jealous of Jesse because he's probably cooler, and he's probably funnier with the lines. He doesn't have to practice in the mirror. I'm sure he doesn't. And he just, you know, he just wants to.
1: Maybe it's it's another thing that's been that's uh always misspoken is I wish that I was Jesse's girl. Maybe it is that he longs for oh, Jesse. He's in love with Jesse. Oh, well. Maybe he's in love with Jesse and that he's maybe sort of using is, her right. as to be, you know, to to be that sort of like, I don't know, smoke screen, you right. know, between them. He but can't he can't admit Jessie. his feelings
2: for Jesse, so he's so he, pouring it all onto the maybe girl. He's,
0: he's saying, like, why I, are they together? I wish I had Jesse's girl so that Jesse was single. Right.
1: I wish I had Jesse's girl locked away
2: <laughs> so, so, Jesse, I, could so
0: I could be with Jesse yeah. that's what I'm saying I wish I had Jesse's girl for George <laughs> right. our third friend he will get him off judge. my back Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. and then Jesse and I have some free time we get it that's what the whole talk is about is he wish George won't stop calling him <laughs> <laughs> to go to the movies he's like I wish I could steal away Jesse's girl and give it to George so that George would leave me alone. Yeah. Um this guy's gotta get a bigger circle of <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. there's gotta be other women than literally he one more person. Set George yeah. up with. All right. Anything wow. else on this song?
1: No, just poor poor Rick.
2: Poor Rick. Poor Rick. Um but for all my for all my joking about the lyrics of the song, lyrics are great. Uh song's great. Uh, great song. The guitar yeah, parts. Song. Everything everything's great about boom, it. So. Boom boom boom.
1: <laughs> Oh, this song's so good.
2: All right, cool. So, I'm going to take a quick break and we come back uh, and talk about the story behind the story. With story behind the story. Behind the story. We'll be right back.
3: (laughs) Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the Headphone Pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them.
1: Friends help friends find the story song podcast and you can help your friends find the show by leaving us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll read the best reviews on the show and then you'll be famous and you won't have to be nice to your friends anymore.
2: All right. Welcome back. It's time for story behind the story. Um, we're going to talk about the story behind Jesse's Girl by mm-hmm. Rick Springfield. Now to start with. Yeah. Show of hands. Who here knew that Rick Springfield was Australian?
1: No, no, I no, clue. no, no clue.
2: Almost fell out of my chair when all I opened. All American boy. Yeah, all when, American when boy. When I when I read the first sentence of the Wikipedia article, I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair. <laughs> did I it start like, with Australian-born Riggs Springfield? The Wikipedia article started with, "You guys, you're not going to believe this." <laughs> <laughs> Riggs Springfield's Australian. Oh um,
1: my god.
2: Yeah, he was born in New South Wales, Australia, in 1949. Wow. Um, I didn't and
1: even know. I also did not know he was that old.
2: Well, the song's from 1981.
1: All right, that's valid. Yeah.
2: And so, what would he have been? I'm not good at math. In 81, he would have been like 31. Two,
1: yeah, 31. Okay.
2: Born in Australia, grew up in Australia, like wow. totally Australian. It's so, Australian and is I've what you're never, saying. Well, but, super but, but, Australian. But sometimes people are like like born somewhere, you know, they're like an army brat or whatever. But then they, they moved to By in like six months, they move to America. And they're, you know, so they're like, well, technically, I was born in Germany, like but whatever. Arby but the only reason why I say that is because, I mean, I've. Rick Springfield does not have an accent. Like he, Yeah, he's
1: been all around. He, he I mean, we'll get into it, but he's also, he's been an actor and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That, like so I've never known. So,
2: yeah. Starting in 1969, he formed a band called Zoot that had some success in Australia, including a cover of Eleanor Rigby that hit number four on the Go Set chart. Ooh. Wikipedia did not explain to me what the Ghost Set chart is, but I'm assuming it's Australia's like billboard or at least some, sort of, right. some sort of version of that. So, yeah. you know, Zoot's going along pretty well. At first, he was like, I want to name it Moot. And they were like, that's dumb. We're calling it suit. No, I made that up. Uh, and he
1: said, that's it. I am having a moot suit, Ryan. <laughs> that's it.
2: I am writing a song and putting the word mootin' in it. And you guys can't tell me. <laughs> so that band broke up in 1971. And in 1972, Springfield, uh, Rick released his first solo single, Speak to the Sky, that peaked at number 14 on the US Hot 100. So wow. That's not bad for a no. first solo single. No, no, no. no. Not bad. Uh, follow-up success was hampered by rumors that Capitol Records paid people to purchase Springfield's album, which led to some radio stations boycotting the music. That's
1: crazy. So, Why? Because they thought that he would be like they they thought that I think they were, Capitol Records thought he was gonna be like the pretty boy. I think they were thing. pushing him and so as they like him.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the next um who's the like a then Leaf the, Garrett. Yeah, the next Leaf Garrett. Who's the guy from uh, Leif was, he was before Leif from Leif, the, the Partridge family.
0: David, um, Cassidy. David Cassidy.
2: Like that. Exactly. I think they were pushing him as that kind of thing. Now, whether or not this is actually true, I don't know, but I think they were probably pushing him so aggressively that there was yeah. like kind of a backlash right, right. to it. Um, but this would be before David Cassidy was David Cassidy, right?
1: That's what I was trying to think of. Okay.
2: Yeah. Maybe you're right. Because I
0: think Partridge Family was like 73.
2: Right. Okay. But, the, but they're pushing in that vein. Yeah. Is yeah, what yeah. I'm teen Idol. They're trying, Yeah. Teen right, Idol. Right. Thank you. So, uh, all right. So around that time, Rick moved to the States and he recorded two more albums that. A kind of middling success. Uh, neither the albums or singles entered the top forty. so he's just kind of like, yeah, this music thing is not quite working out. but but so I sure I'm gonna be a TV star. Yeah, but
1: I sure am pretty, so yeah. I figure <laughs> I can work that in somewhere
2: uh, I'm funny and I'm cool with the lines. So let me try get on <laughs> see if I can get on TV. and he did. he uh, he started acting his first role. Was in October of 1977 when he guest starred on The Six Million Dollar Man. And if you guys want to hear some TV in the 70s titles, <laughs> get ready, because over the next few years he also appeared on The Hardy Boys slash Nancy Drew Mysteries, Wonder Woman, The Rockford Files, and The Incredible Hulk, wow. among others. That
1: is very 70s. Yeah, <laughs> that, is, that is that is
2: some 1970s television.
1: But he was only guest star on all these.
0: He
2: was a guest star. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so did... because until in 1981 he began starring. On General Hospital mm-hmm. as Doctor Noah Drake. First um, of
0: all, has there ever been a more soap opera name than that? <laughs> no. Not then at Rick all. Springfield. Not. That, no, than Doctor Noah Drake. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, they really could have just gone with Doctor Rick
0: Springfield. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's true too. They were like, no, that's too dumb. <laughs> we'll try Noah Drake.
1: That's too obvious.
2: Um, so so that's happening now. Just take us go back to the and music. He was a
1: dream at that point, point. and in 1981, he oh, was, and he on, was and with, that, on General Hospital. He, he became was a thing.
2: It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he he was Rick the it guy. Was it. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, I mean, this is even before our time, which is hard to believe because we're so old. <laughs> um, he was uh yeah, eighty-one General Hospital, and this is back when people watched soap operas like <laughs> when there were more than three of them on was, the air. Yeah. It was a huge
0: deal, and yeah. at the time, I think General Hospital was the biggest soap opera. Right.
2: Okay, so back to music. Uh, that same year, Rick released the album Working Class Dog, and it contained. The single Jesse's Girl. Look out. Now, back to our old classic. <laughs> they didn't believe in it. Oh Always. My gosh, According to Rick Springfield, neither he nor his management nor the record company were expecting anything off Working Class Dog to be successful, which is why he took the role <gasps> on General Hospital. Oh, that's my amazing. Gosh.
1: So they were like, listen, this Look, is a pile of garbage. Yeah, we you listened to
2: the album. <laughs> Thumbs down.
0: <laughs> why would they release that it's album? Warmed
2: over. Well, I mean, they. Re- I mean, they could make some money off of it. They already spent like all the money this. on it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> why would they come to our concert just to? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was not. You know, they were not expecting anything from it. So he was like, they were like, take the job on General Hospital. But of course, Jesse's girl
0: mm-hmm.
2: hit number one. So it was yeah. released in. I probably should have done this at the top. It was released in February 1981. It peaked at number one on the Hot the US Hot 100 in August of 1981. So it hit number 1 and it also won the Grammy for best rock vocal male Holy performance. Wow. So, while this is happening, Rick is still starring on General Hospital and he had to tour to support this now surprisingly popular album. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so he's like burning the candle at both ends and what happened was that him hitting it big on General Hospital yeah. like probably fueled sales of the album. Sure, right? Yeah. Which actually then got more interest in General Hospital because now this rock star is on the soap opera, right? Which then f- and then so then General Hospital got more popular, which then fueled sales of the albums. It was like this like feedback loop yeah. of like, That's amazing he was on top of the world in eighty one. That's amazing. So everything was coming up Springfield at the time. <laughs> um he never hit the heights of Jesse's Girl again. Although he did have several more top ten hits, including Don't Talk to Strangers and Affair of the Heart. Pretty good career. I mean yeah. first of all you got number one hit. You got Jesse's girl it's classic you got You're fine. you can live on Jesse's a couple girl money for of Top ten forever. uh he's still doing the acting thing in ninety in nineteen ninety five uh he was part of the original Broadway cast of Smoky Joe's Cafe. Oh my oh God, my it all gosh. comes I'd... back to Lieber and Stoller. I... <laughs> Lieber
0: and Stoller.
1: All uh... those guys are everywhere. <laughs> I
2: cannot believe that within the span of, what, eight eight episodes? Yeah. Maybe we've talked about Smokey Joe's Cafe twice. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. It's
1: unbelievable.
2: Yes, he was in the original cast wow. of Smokey Joe's Cafe. And he continued in acting recording me to this day. His latest album was released this year. It's called The Snake King. Great.
1: He did a story arc on Supernatural recently. That okay. oh, was actually a couple of years ago. But Still. I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with
2: Supernatural. That's I fine. have to do
1: with it. But he played an aging rocker. Oh, okay. Uh, who also was the devil? Well, I
2: was gonna say he wrote. All right, spoilers. Well, he also in in, in sort of later years. One of the nice things uh, is that he seems to have a sense of humor about himself because, like, usually when he's in a TV show, he's either playing Rick Springfield, right, <laughs> rock star, or he's playing some
1: version of some himself. version of
2: it. Like, I think I re- I don't know if I actually wrote it down here, but I think he was on. Hot in Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, where okay. he where he played a toll booth operator who believed himself to be Rick Springfield, that's um, funny. and like that kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, that's how I always appreciate seeing that. And he wrote in a memoir called Late, Late at Night. Great <laughs> title, nice. nailed the title. <laughs> yes, uh, it was a bestseller. What a random line from this song, too. Yeah, right. To pick yeah, up. well, but it makes sense though, because probably like he had a, you know. A lot of stuff happened late at night. He was a rock star, so it sure. makes sense.
1: It's the it's late late at night. Open parentheses, and I'm looking in the mirror all the time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Close parentheses. Yeah. Well, yeah. If it was a memoir, if it was like an autobiography, why not call it "Looking in the Mirror All the Time"?
2: I don't know. My or if he doesn't feel him.
1: Or if he doesn't feel like it's worth it, he could. It could just be titled "The Point Is Probably Me." <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just two hundred blank
0: pages. Yeah. Write what, what you want.
1: That would be amazing.
2: <laughs> what if his memoir was just like a random line from General Hospital? Like, here's my memoir: 300cc stat, uh, and that's it. Oh, and then he yeah. wrote. He also wrote a novel called wow. called Magnificent Vibration, which was on the New York Times bestseller list. So
1: Rick Springfield.
2: You know, look, he had his heyday, but he's still out there doing it. He seems like a good guy.
1: He seems to be doing just fine.
2: He's living the dream, man. Oh so, man, way to go, Rick. That's Rick Springfield for you. All right,
0: Rick Springfield.
2: Where's Jesse? Where's What's Jessie? he up to today? Where's he? Well, and where's also, girl? he was born in '49. This is 2019. So what is that? So he turned 70 this. 70. Year. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, looking good, Rick. Way to go, Rick. What's your secret? <laughs> Tell us. Uh, <laughs> looking in the mirror all the time. Looking in the mirror, probably. <laughs> yeah, just
1: looking in the mirror all the time. Um, um, and where's Cosette? Probably died of consumption. Probably.
2: Sure, um, probably died in the revolution. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, wasn't that Eponine?
1: Yeah, Eponine died, but uh, it it went around. Oh. Anyway, that's all. I'm, I'm just gonna... waiting for you guys to be done with your
2: <laughs> Les Mis talk. She's uh, the,
1: behind the barricades. There we
2: what, go. What happened to Master of the House? I don't. I know very little about Les Mis, so. Uh,
1: they grab stuff and leave. Do my best. Yep. <laughs> they steal from people and then they leave. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, was... next character. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, here's my for my edition, I'm doing Castle in the Cloud. Um, I was uh,
1: I'm every thirteen year old girl you, in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: okay, so that's it. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break and we come back and we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned.
3: Mm-hmm. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. You're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
1: Feeling antisocial? You can follow the Story Song Podcast on social media. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. If you're still feeling antisocial after that, you should probably see a doctor before you hurt someone.
2: All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. Before we do, we just want to give you a quick reminder. Please go on iTunes, go on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review if you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know we ask all the time, but it really helps the show. It helps other people find it. And we just want to spread the love, man. We want people in on this show. So if you could do it, it would really help us out. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. Tell your
1: friends. And if you can't write a review, just click that little fifth star.
2: Yeah. And it'll shine bright towards us. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So let's talk about what we learned from this song. Let's start with Rachel. Rachel, what did you learn from Jesse's Girl?
1: Uh, Here's the lesson I learned. Yeah. Oh, hi. I'm Rick. What's your name?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Right off the bat. We got to get in there. Right off the bat. Learn the person's name. Because if you
1: wait, even if it's a month, that's too late. You've been hanging around with your friends, you don't know their name because you, you're too busy staring at them. Learn the name. That'll yep. go a long way. Uh, spoiler alert, goes a long way with women. Yeah. If you know their name yeah. and not just that they have eyes in the body.
2: Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, who who is the person? Because I do that all the time uh-huh. because I don't know if you guys know this. I am a monster. I am a terrible <laughs> yeah, person true. who doesn't care about other people. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, the person who, like, most I like, should have known their name that I didn't. I just it was probably this situation. It's probably like a good friend and like I did know his girlfriend's name. Like they've oh, been sure. they've been together like for years yeah, and sure, I would just sure. be like, "Oh yeah, old Blondie over here." Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what I learned okay. um and this is just coming off what, what Rachel just said. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in a girl, first first step, super important, know what each one of her body parts are and what they do. <laughs> yeah. So, if she's yep. looking Question: Is she looking with her eyes? She mm-hmm. I- okay. She is good. All right. Is she's hearing? Is she using her ears? No, her nose. Okay. So this is this, this There's some sort of weird like. Yeah. What's that thing where you like taste colors? Like there's some right, right. that's going on. Right. So it's important to know like chronicle what each body part is and yeah. what it is is responsible for e- in her day to day life.
1: Yeah. You know what'll help. Uh, get a game of operation.
2: <laughs> do that. Just yeah, so sure. that you, you know, Go. in
1: general, get Definitely. a sense of what everything does. Yeah. If you touch something and the nose glows <laughs> red, you know, don't do that anymore. It's also you good. know where the
0: funny bone is. <laughs> yeah. Because
1: <Yeah. laughs> you're funny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, cool. Yeah. And so, cool. Know where yeah, the cool bone
2: is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so, so that's good. You can yeah. Walk up and be like, hey, how's, uh, how's the broken heart going? They, <laughs> they removed that yet? You got uh, water
1: on your knee? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Who are you talking to? What is going
2: on here? You don't know my name, do you? I know. Uh, Jeez. Michael, what'd you learn? I
0: learned uh, from this song and from every song, really. From every song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bigger life yeah. lesson. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, if you want to have any level su- of success in anything that you do, don't believe in it. Right. Yeah. At all. Yeah. No, ever. No. Yeah. Um, never have confidence. Yeah, no, no confidence at all. And you get a surprise number one hit and you're a star right. in a soap opera yeah, and yeah. everything's great.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah then yeah. you get the best of both worlds. Yeah. If, if you're like, I don't think any of this is going to hit. Can I take that job? <laughs> and then you d- take the job and you get the number one hit. Solid. If
0: yeah. you're just like, I can't do anything right. Here's your Grammy. Now you're on a soap opera. <laughs>
1: oh, man.
2: <laughs> I got a case of the Mondays.
0: Number one single. Perfect. Oh,
2: that really cheered me up. Oh, But Rick. I still stink. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys Daytime so
1: much. Emmy. What?
2: <laughs> Actually, I don't want that.
1: Uh- <laughs> Put it over there with the Ace Awards. <laughs> All
2: right. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. We'll be back next episode with another great Story Song. So thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you then. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo
0: was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast.
1: And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. gonna say things
2: now
3: okay it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football